This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, to continue with the calls here. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Danny is calling from Israel. What's up, Danny? How are you, Sal? Good, Danny. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm going to miss your midday, Sal. I'll tell you that much right I'll tell you that right now. Uh, well, I've made it from middays in Israel to middays in New York. How about that? <laughs> hey, you graduated, buddy. You graduated. Now, I, I, I usually call in and talk about the Mets. Forget about there's really nothing to talk about uh, this year, at least. Uh, we'll just wrap it up soon, and hopefully we'll come back next year. But I just wanted to wish you a, a, a congratulations and good luck uh, in your next uh, career move. Um, you know, my son and I, my son's 36, I'm 63. You know, we have, you know, we love each other, we, we support each other, but, you know, we don't have much in common. But one thing we really had in common was sharing your rants, and I would forward him the podcast, and he would tell me what he thought was funny, and, we, you know, it would just be something that we could talk about and really laugh a lot about. So for that, Sal, I will thank you, and we'll both be listening when you join BT in the afternoon, which will be our late afternoon here going into early evening. Uh, probably won't be able to call in. Uh, certainly not as much as I have been over the uh, last few years. Not that I've been calling in too much, but I just wanted to wish you uh, uh, congratulations. A mazel tov, Sal, and uh, thanks for being there and being the glue, uh, at least part of the glue for my son and I. Well, Danny, thank you very much, and I appreciate you listening, you and your son. I appreciate you taking the time to call, and that's very kind of you to say that. I, I love hearing those type of things. Makes me feel good. I'm telling you the truth. A lot of times you don't think about that stuff. You know, I'm just sitting here talking sports, and I love interacting with you guys. Obviously, we complain about the Yankees, we complain about the Mets, whatever else is going on, or we, you know, um, you know, have fun talking about the teams when things are going well, like last year. But to hear, you know, you sharing some of the rants or podcasting with your son, and you guys bond over that, that's pretty cool. So I, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you for that. Bobby is calling from Jersey City. What's up, Bobby? Sal, how are you, buddy? Hey, Sal, you were on point last night with J.J. talking about Nimmo. Listen, we love Nimmo. Nimmo hit two bombs last night. You were on point talking about Nimmo as an all-star. Sal, he hasn't been the caliber defensive center fielder as, as, as an all-star. Then brutal play against the Yankees, he made that brutal error, and they gave him a double. I'm like, who, who's the official scorer? Alan Callow on that one? It was terrible. Yeah, he's made and some the, bad uh, He's made some bad uh, plays in center field. Missing routine pop-ups yes. that he should be getting. Last year he was spectacular, yes. and he's made yes. some spectacular catches this year, but he's got to yes. be better than that. I just – I, I watched Nimmo. He just does not look like an all-star to me this year, and I love Brandon no. Nimmo. 
Yes, can of corn pop-ups you got to have. The other thing was McNeil. Sal, he won the battle title this chase. This dude looks lost. What the hell? He's He's been one of their biggest issues as well. I mean, we he gets overlooked because he's not a power hitter. I remember yep. saying this last year. And, of course, you know, like anything else, I had to eat my words. In the newsroom at SNY, watching a game, this was midseason last year, and I'm like, and Jeff McNeil made an out. He was maybe going through a slump. And I'm like, what exactly does this guy do? I was talking to Todd Zeal. What exactly yep. does he do? He's not great defensively. All right, he's versatile and he makes some plays. He's not great defensively. Doesn't drive mm-hmm. in runs. Doesn't hit with power. What exactly does McNeil do? And then he went out there and won the batting title. However... Yep. You watch McNeil now. If he's not hitting three thirty, what does he yeah. do? Where is the he, impact Sal, made from Jeff McNeil? Yeah. Sal, a few years ago, he, he was he had lower average and he hit what did he hit about fifteen home runs. He had a, he had a little more power, but now you're right. There, there's nothing going on there. They don't Sal, need the power. More, yeah. they, I mean, uh, they yeah. do need the power, but not from him. Yeah. But he's got a hit. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it, the thing. It, if yeah. he's not hitting with a high average. What good is Jeff McNeil if he's not hitting over 300? He's hitting 257. No, yeah. Sal, Sal, one more thing, brother. Dude, last night when Tehran hit Pete, come on, dude. He just gave up four dingers. He hit Pete right in the back. I would love – listen, I don't want to see fights, but that would have charged him up. I would love to see Pete run out there and just, you know, come on. That was so so blatant, Pete. Sal. I know Buck was angry, and thank you for the call, Bobby. I know Buck was angry at it. Ah. Uh, it's a tough thing. Like you, Bobby, it's not that I want to see fights. You know, you want to see guys get hurt. You, you don't want that. But enough is enough at certain points. And also, you, you know, in the heat of the moment, you'd like to see guys react at times with some frustration or even hostility. Not looking to see Pete get suspended. Not looking to see Pete get into a fight. But... I would be looking to see Mets players get angry and upset when they continue to get drilled. Yeah, they gave up a bunch of home runs, sure, but yeah, I don't know if it was done on purpose or not. It really shouldn't matter. If your players continue to get it, somebody's got to understand that you can't just be drilling the Mets and they're not going to do anything about it. Right now, they don't do anything about it. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Hi, Stewart. Wow. This is getting to be, as I was uh, talking to Alex, this is getting stupid. And my owner is a dumb, stupid moron with a tone deaf as can be. How much more do we have to take? How much more do we have to watch a stupid GM that has no, that he's done great things over the years. But what has he done lately? Except find maybe some bullpen arms. Are you kidding me? This is getting to a point of uh, maybe we shouldn't even bother. Well, what do you mean, bother what? Watching them? I can't. No, I'm not watching no more. Hmm. And I'm not even watching replays anymore. Forget that. That's done. Interesting. That's that's next year. Why? Maybe. Maybe next year. Why? I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of this, this incompetent play, having guys on the team like Josh Donaldson, and mm. I can't even I can't even blame Aaron Boone. He's given what he's given to work with, and that's the bottom line. He's, he's given a bunch of uh, not, uh, players out of positions, and yeah, you would love to see them get rid of Stanton, but who's going to take the contract? Aside from uh, your guy, except for Stevie. Oh, by right. the way, did you hear what happened yesterday? What? 
EJ said, Uncle Stevie, the honeymoon is over. Who said that? EJ Stewart. Well, what, what honeymoon? Well, the honeymoon of calling him Uncle Stevie. Oh, uh, no, I mean, well, he why? he's, to, he's he not going anywhere. No more Uncle Stevie. No, I mean, uh, that that's, I guess, his opinion, but... Oh, I, yeah, I, that's his opinion. Well, I never... I, but I never referred to him as Uncle Stevie anyway. I never liked but that he, to he, begin he with. He referred to him as Uncle Stevie. He said the honeymoon is No, awful. no, I know, but I'm saying a lot of people do refer to him as Uncle Steve or Uncle Stevie. Right. I, I was not one of those. I mean, no, maybe I've said on a case... No, I, I call him King Cohen, and... King uh, Cohen's honeymoon or King uh, Cohen's reign is far from over. He's only no, just begun. Not, I, meaning the honeymoon is over. The honeymoon. Right. Nobody. Is, nobody. There's not one person that can knock Steve Cohen for any of this. No, we can't knock Steve Cohen except he's. Be, you know he, he's done everything he, you possibly can. By the way, Stuart, you sound extra energized one, tonight. You must have got a good night's sleep last night. Who? You. You sound extra energized this morning. Yeah. Well. I found out I might have to have three teeth pulled yesterday. Why? Uh, why? Too much candy? What's going on there? What? Well, why, why do you got to have teeth pulled? Three, three of my crowns need to be pulled. Oh. And you're excited uh, about that? That's where the extra energy is coming from this morning? Uh, you talk about uh, excited about it, or do you think I'm enraged about it? Oh, okay. Well, any, I don't know if there it's enraged, go. but I, I'm sensing a different type of energy from you this morning. I like but, it. But the thing is, I'm disgusted with this team, yeah. the Yankees. I'm disgusted with them. This is getting to be stupid. Why? Because number 99 goes out, and we don't know when he's coming back. This team looked like it fell flat on its face. I mean, they lost. They scored one run against the. They scored one run against the worst team in baseball. That's ridiculous. Yeah, your guy Josh Donaldson hit that home run. Well, he's not my guy, but he took me. I never wanted to see him here. Mm. Your seller was way better. So you wanted to get rid of Gary Sanchez. You just DFA him. That's all. That's all you need to do. You want to get rid of DFA him. Simple. What the Mets do? They picked him up for what one or two weeks, Mm. and they, they got rid of him. They got, they, they, well, that was stupid, too. The Mets should have kept them. Well, they didn't do it, but the Yankees didn't want to keep, didn't want Sanchez. So, but why did you have to go out and trade him and, and trade Gio for Josh Donaldson? What are you, what are you eating that makes your teeth, uh, you know, have issues with your teeth? They're old crowns. Right, but so didn't you have to, you had an issue initially? Like, are you a big sweets guy or what? Sal, diabetes kills your teeth. Oh, I didn't know that. It kills your teeth. I was not aware of that. Oh, now, now you're aware. Okay. And now you... you're aware of what, I'm, what I have to do with it. Are you kidding me? Right. I told the, I'm going to tell the dentist on July 12th, you better save my crowns. I don't care if you have to drill for five or six hours. You save my teeth. I'm not happy. I don't want to go through three teeth being pulled. And then what would you have to do? Get the, uh, the, you know, like the mouthpiece or something? Implants. Dentures? Denture, implant, mm. and the... Oh, no. What did he say when you said that to him? What? I didn't see him. I'm seeing him oh. on the 12th of July. Oh, okay. Oh, 4th of July? You're going to the no, dentist? 12th oh, 12th. 12th. I'm sorry. 12th of July. Okay. Well, I'll give him an option. Either he draws my teeth or uh, I put him in the uh, in the triangle chokehold. Either, <laughs> either he drills your teeth or you drill him, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you got to be nice to her. Try killing him with kindness. You know what I mean? Don't so demand. People, Don't go in there and start making demands. Go in there and ask, hey, hey, Doc, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you could just make sure these crowns, uh, you know, come back to me here. Oh, yeah. Well, let's say this much. I'm fed up with the Yankees. Hmm. 
I'm telling I told you. I'm a, how no, long I, but I got that point. How long have I been screaming the Cashman's head? A long. Oh, are you going to miss me? Because I'm, you know, this is, I get two more shows after this one. Am I going to miss you? On the overnight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on. You think, you think that me and C-Mac are going to get along. Uh, excuse me? I don't know if C-Mac likes you as much as I do. You know what I mean? Uh, C-Mac doesn't like the idea that I go up and say, I don't want Brian Cashman around or Aaron Boone, but I have to take less, I have to take Boone off the less, a less light part because he's only given, he's dealing with what he's given. Mm. Dealing with the players he's given. But now I'm going to give it to you. Simple. The one person besides Cashman that I want gone is Hal Steinbrenner. Well, that's not, that's not going to happen. Sell the team. Take the money and run. Stuart, the and last time, I, I feel like the last time you got this upset at ownership, you switched sides. What? Well, let me ask you. Well, is that true or not? The last time you got this upset at ownership, you switched sides. You went from the Mets to the Yankees because you were upset with the Mets' former owners. Well, let me ask you a question. Am I wrong on that? No, let me ask you a question. So does that is mean, does that mean you're coming you back? Could you blame me? No, no, I guess not. But does that mean uh, you let, let, let me say something. If you want Hal out, that would lead me to think that, hmm, maybe there's an opening for Stewart to come back to the Mets? No. And you could join the party with Uncle Stevie. Or King Cullen, as I call him. Let me ask you a question. Why would I want to switch to a man that's spending money and has a, a, a general manager just worse than my general manager? Well, because worse. because he's an owner that fully invests. I mean, that's it. That's what you're complaining yeah, about not having. You much. What's he investing in? Well, what do you mean? His team. What's he yeah. investing in? Uh, he's, players, he's doing. You have have well, let me ask you this: Who do you think is doing more to win, Hal Steinbrenner or Steve Cohen? But doesn't matter. He's oh no, it does stuff. matter. He's it does matter. More to win, but what's he doing? What's he building? Oh, right now, nothing. Not right bad. now, a bad team. And they did win. Team? They did win more Yankees games than the Yankees, Yankees a year ago, they, and they spent yeah, a lot more uh, money. That's, and the Yankees stink equally. Right. But you don't like you don't like the owner of the Yankees. Oh, uh, don't like that. You're being kind. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So, what about the owner of the Mets? Uh, I'm not invested in him. Hmm. I like him. I think he's a nice man. But uh, am I going to talk to you tomorrow? He, invested, he has invested in what? Are you going to call back tomorrow? Yeah. What do you think? All right. Well, I'm just making sure. Two more nights. Me, that's let, it. Let me, let me ask you one. Yeah. One thing. Your last show is Friday morning. Friday morning. Yeah. And then you go to. From 10 to 2? Well, then I go, I'm doing mornings with Jerry Recco the following week. Then I think I'm doing afternoons, filling in for Evan. And then I go to 10 to 2. And then the following week, I go to 10 to 2 with BT. Uh-huh. Uh, interesting. Yeah. That, 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 that midday thing, I, let me ask you, do you I, don't, I don't call them middays because uh, it's hard to get through. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. You got to call the next two nights because I don't I'll, know if we're going to be talking I'm going to call you the next two nights. And then this way, we don't even have a, a baseball trip this, this summer. Yeah, I'm working on that. Now that I have my schedule set, um, I, I'm going to work on something here. I just got to get other stuff in order first, and, uh-huh. and then I'll work on potentially a, a little gathering, and I'll, I'll keep you, uh, you – I got to get your number off the air, and then this way I could reach out to you. You have yeah, a, a you, home number, so right? You have my, my home number? Or a cell number? Which one do you have? I give you both. 
Okay. All right. Not right now on the air, but we'll do it off. Oh, no, well, not right now on the air. But you put Alex on, I'll give it to him. Thank you, Stuart. All right. Have a good day, so I'll speak yep. to you tomorrow. Yep, you too. Good luck with those teeth. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. show with Al and Jerry taking your calls until then Mets win a rarity right Mets actually win a game and of course the same old thing after they win one game you know they lose a million they win one game and it's like huh, maybe this will be the one that turns it around I don't know strong pitching performance from David Peterson bats look pretty good Vogel back Nemo Lindor all hitting home runs Nemo had two of them I don't know could this be it? The big story, though, Billy Epler speaking yesterday, and the even bigger story, Steve Cohen will speak later on today. I just don't know what people are expecting to hear from Cohen. You know it's not going to be a firing of any sort. He would have done that yesterday without saying that he's going to be speaking to the media. He already came out and said a while ago to the New York Post, Joel Sherman of the Post, that it's not his way of operating, fire somebody midseason. He knows fans want that or people want to see that for what. That doesn't solve anything, and he's right about that. So what exactly is he going to say? Hey, look, I'm as frustrated as anybody. This is unacceptable. We have higher demands. People got to start doing it. Like, I mean, that's it doesn't really mean anything. What means something is him pouring his money and everything else into this team, and he's done that. I don't think there's anything more you could ask of King Cohen. It's not his fault the players suck. They've got to perform. It's on them. It's on Epler for bringing in the wrong players, and it's on the players for not getting the job done. Those are the two biggest culprits. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val? Sal, my man, what's going on, Dunn? How are you, Val? I'm all right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to deal with it, but I'm starting to feel a little bit like Marco, man. Oh, you're mad at me too. I'm not really mad at you, but trying to sell me on this. I can listen back to on the Odyssey app. Is like that old Eddie Murphy skit in uh, Delirious. Where he he told his mom he wanted McDonald's and she's like, "Don't worry, baby, I'm making McDonald's." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, and then they got to go out in the street with this like half, you know, this burger, and everybody's looking at him like, "What is that? That's not McDonald's." No, oh, I get you know it. What I mean, I get it. Right, look, but it is what it is. You'll be, you guys will be in. Look, I appreciate everybody missing me, and I know we did uh, develop a little bit of a, a bond here, and it's been nice over the last couple of years or, or two and a half years, however long it's been. C-Mac, you're in good hands with him. He'll do a nice job. And, and it's not like I'm not going, I'm not leaving. I'm not going, you know, to do anything else. I'm going to be here. I'll still be here just a different time. It's, it's not that I don't love C-Mac, but I love you more, man. Real talk. Well, I, but know? no, but and, I appreciate that. But I, you could still listen to me. That's why I say the, the either the Odyssey app or, you know, try to, you know, listen it from 10 to 2. I'm going to try to get it to you between, like, you know, that's why I called tonight. I'm going to try to make sure I talk to you the next couple of nights, but... You know, it, it, it's going to be a little bit rough, but I'm, I'm going to try my best. I just appreciate I, it. It all depends on what my Yankees do because I don't want to. You know me. I don't like always calling and sounding like the dude that's crying. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if if, if I got to be looking at stuff that I like listen to today, I don't know, man. It's going to be rough, but I'm going to make sure I try my best. You know, it, it, it just 
it's starting to get crazy, man. It really is starting to get crazy. I, I, I it's like Saturday was exactly and exactly what happened today was what I was like. They had my fingers crossed, my toes crossed as I'm watching the game on Saturday because I was scared that the same thing that happened tonight. You know, like Bochi has to feel like if I was the one to score the two runs first, maybe I would have gotten that game. Maybe one, one nothing. But it, you know, it's all water under the bridge. We we'll see what happened tomorrow night. But to get to my points, man. You brought up something, and it, it's interesting how you said it, and now I feel like I can see where I'm going to end up in a spot where I can't get out of this. Because, honestly speaking, the way you were talking about that, I think it was, uh, did you say, uh, was that uh, Andy? Uh, Andy Martino. Or, yeah, who gave the, 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 the read about, you know, Sergio probably being open to oh no uh, 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 no I'm sorry that was Anthony DeComo. Andy Martino Andy Martino wrote for SNY.TV about the Mets potentially taking on big contracts in trades that was last week and then Anthony DeComo mentioned last night that Max Scherzer might be open to be, uh, waiving his no trade clause. See, and he, that that's that's what I'm about to get to now because. That that's that's an even worse situation because like even for me, I, I on the other side with the Yankees, it's like all you're doing this is a self defeating cycle that we're about to enter now because something like a, a Stanton, let's say for example Stanton was somebody who said you know what I feel the same way excuse me with that ambulance I feel the same way I might be open to waving my no trade clause any kind of trade that we make right now means that we're in the same situation that Miami was when they gave him to us we're going to end up paying most of that salary. And whatever we get back in return is probably going to be some B-level prospects, not even like a top prospect or such. And it's like, you you know, it's going to ham- – if it's hampering you now to have him on the books, it's going to still ha- end up hampering you once he comes off the books because you're still going to be paying that salary. And it's still going to be something that's counting as far as your overall payroll. So it's like, you know, the, the guys that we have problems with, the big names that we have problems with are going to be people that – Moving them is just going to put us in a worse position than, than actually keeping them. It's, it's almost like we're forced now to hope that they can – because God forbid he does trade them. I, I, I told you that before. We're possibly trying to – and you laughed at me. We're trying to get, you know, maybe a Tatis or something like that. And I know it wasn't a laugh at me. It's like, you know, you're crazy about even thinking that. But it's like, you know, you, you end up in a situation now where what does that really mean if you can get rid of him? It well, you're not going to get – you're right, but you're not going to get Tatis probably for anybody, but you're certainly not getting him for John Carl Stanton. The idea would be to well, find a team like the Mets who would be willing to take on the salary and you're going to have to give up some players with him or a player and, of and, value and with then, him. And then, and then the, 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 even, the even other worst-case scenario happens. He goes somewhere – where somebody actually decides to play him as a baseball player, let him play in the field and all that stuff like that, and all of a sudden that will be the year that he actually comes back and does what everybody thought he was going to do when he came off the, the, the 59 Yeah, but he's been here, Val. He's been, he's been here long enough, and he just hasn't gotten it done. He's had spurts. You know, he's had seasons where he's hitting, you know, 30 home runs, but he's always hurt. He can't play the field, and he's streaky as anything. They, they, I'm sorry, they broke him. They broke him because they were the ones who started this whole idea where he can't play the field. He was a decent outfielder in Miami. You know what I'm saying? He was putting up MVP-type play in Miami, and he was playing the field at that point. You know what I mean? So they broke him. If anybody did that to him with this whole, you know, I'm a DH that can't do anything else except go at the plate, Cashman and Boone 
and my Yankees are the ones who did that. So Maybe, but but either that, way, that's a totally different. Either way, it's got to be fixed, Valent. As always, thank you for the call. Look forward to hearing from you the next couple of nights here, and I do appreciate the kind words. Maybe the Yankees did break Stanton, but he has not been the same guy that we saw when he was with the Marlins. I mean, I remember watching him not every day with the Marlins, but he would just absolutely kill, kill the Mets. I mean, the guy was an MVP the year before the Yankees got him. And then they get him, and he has a good year, but nothing close to what he did the year before with Miami. And then since then, he's basically been hurt the whole time. He's had some moments in the postseason when he's hot, He's as dangerous as anybody else. When he actually makes contact, the ball goes a very long way. Just not often enough. And he doesn't have a position. He's always hurt. He's streaky. He's all or nothing. I mean, think about that. Can't play him in the outfield. Can't stay healthy. All or nothing type player. And what good is he? Eli is calling from Washingtonville. What's up, Eli? Hey, Sal. First of all, congratulations on your show. And, uh, you, you know, Jay? Thank uh, you. Listen you, let it, listen, you let us down, man. Did you just, like, get somebody else besides C-Mac? <laughs> what do you mean? This guy is, this guy is terrible. No, like, the guy, don't say that. C-Mac the is... Guy does, he does two-hour monologues. He's a he's a uh, Brian Cashman lover, which is like the worst thing you could be right now. Listen, as a Yankee fan, let me tell something as a Mets fan. Listen, there's light in the end of the tunnel because you have an owner that's not married to your GM, and in the Yankees' predicament, where Hal Hal is, is married to Cashman, and Cashman could do no wrong in his eyes, it's the worst case scenario. And what drives me crazy is that sometimes when you, you hear some commentators say defend Cashman, these are the same commentators that get on when the Yankees are losing, when they're doing the losing stream, when they can't score runs, where oh, when um, Cashman does dumb trades like Donaldson and Stanton, which I think was the dumbest trade ever, it's, it's like they go on and they start bashing Cashman. But and then when fans call in and start doing the same thing, and start calling for Cashman's head. They're like, no, this guy won 99 season. Y'all guys are always in the playoffs, and the Mets wish they could have a GM like them. Yeah, dude, his name is Epler. And the, the thing with Cohen is that he just started this. So the Mets have to have at least a little bit of patience and let him get, him, right. get himself a GM that could, you know, and, and that, like a GM like the Atlanta Braves, you know, a smart guy that, you know, trade for Matt Olson. Oh, the Mets home. need right. The Mets need stability. Look, Anthopoulos <laughs> has been incredible with Atlanta, and the Mets probably bring in Stearns from you know formerly of Milwaukee and, and bring him in to, to be the president of the team, which is something they still don't have. But Epler's, I, I would think, likely going to stay, and I, they they need stability. You can't just be firing guys every year or every other year when things don't work out, and that's what you give the Yankees credit for with Brian Cashman. However. He's been there so long that they need a new voice. They need a change. But I thought Marco brought up an excellent point before saying that one of the reasons Steinbrenner may not want to move on from Cashman is because he doesn't want to get into one of these things where every other year or every two years or three years, it's, hey, fire this guy. He's not doing a a good enough job. Where with Brian Cashman, you know he's making the postseason every year at worst, it seems. 
Yeah, but you know, you you have to have at least some change because you know the definition of insanity is doing doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity, that's, mm-hmm. and that's the Yankees at this point. The Yankees at at this point, every single year is 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 the no hitting, no hitting, no clutch hitting. You get you, like Stanton. I'm telling you, it blocks so many big signings, bro. Like it, it was crazy how. Like when he got when he, we got Stanton, yo, I knew that the Yankees were gonna be in this predicament. Cause how are you gonna sign a guy? Fine, he came over for NPEP season, but the guy is a big dude that you can that you know he's gonna break down. He's the same a, same as Judge. I mean, obviously not the same player as far as productivity, but same type guy, towering physical specimen, has that presence in the batter's box, big time power hitter. But you don't need two of those guys. And not to mention that one of them is always hurt in John Carl Stanton. One of them does not play the field in John Carl Stanton. So I, I just didn't like that thought process. I get it. You know, they got sucked in. And thank you for the call, Eli, as always. They got sucked into a deal that they could not pass up. It was too good to be true. You had to take advantage of that. And now you're seeing the negative in that nobody would have turned John Carl Stanton away after his MVP year for nothing other than paying the contract. Yankees thought they were getting the steal of the century. And I understand why. But he has not been good enough. Simple as that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Taking your calls until then. Discussing the Yankees' troubles in Oakland. Hard to believe. Discussing the Mets' win at home. Also hard to believe. The possibility of the Mets being sellers. Steve Cohen talking today. So we'll be back on tonight following the Yankees. Once again, Yankees 940 start in Oakland. We'll have Steve Cohen meeting the media before the Mets game, see if the Mets could put together a couple of wins here in a row, but we'll be reacting to whatever it is that Cohen says. 
And, of course, the results of the games for tonight yet again with the Mets and the Yanks. Yanks, uh, look, here's the thing. You can't get too high, too low with the Yankees right now. You look at them like they're a bad team. It feels like they're a bad team, but yet they continue to win series. What, you don't think they're going to win two out of three from the A's? Come on. I told you they're going to go on a run. They took four of six from Seattle and Texas, even though they're bad and they're down right now, even though they don't have Aaron Judge. And I expect that they're going to do the same thing against the A's. Tough loss. It happens. Can't get a hit with runners in scoring position. The only guy to get, uh, you know, to do damage, Josh Donaldson, hit that home run. And the Yanks lose 2-1. Shame for Johnny Brito, but the Yankees' bats got to get it going. And as for the Mets, you know, who knows what this team can do here moving forward. I'm not going to get sucked into them either because they've been so bad for so long. For me to start to even remotely care or believe in them, they've got to go on a streak of 8 of 10, something like Minimum. Minimum. I don't know if they have it in them because of the starting pitching. Eric is calling from Ron Conkham. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. Good morning. And uh, hope you enjoyed your weekend. Uh, you know, I, I am also looking forward to hearing Cohen later. Uh, did they say what time he's having his press conference? Uh, no, but I believe it's before the game. So similar to okay. what we saw with Epler and Buck yesterday. Usually it's around 4 o'clock, so I would say somewhere okay. around there. Yeah, I'm just hoping he's a little bit more straightforward, you know, with the with the press conference because I felt like I needed a thesaurus to, you know, when they're listening to Epler. I mean, I'm, I'm like, hmm. you know, and I, and I heard that like three or four different times, you know, replayed and, you know, the, you know with you guys baseball night in New York on the radio, you know, with uh, Craig and Evan, I know Keith did. I, I was just like, "What?" I'm like, "What is he talking about?" I just, you know, the, it felt like he was trying to come come across as being very smart. And sometimes when you do that, you sound worse. But uh, you know, uh, but like I said, I'll be looking forward to seeing what uh, you know what Cohen has to say. And I agree, I don't think he's going to be saying that he's letting anyone go. Uh, but I, but I am curious to see. Uh, um, you know his his overall reaction, uh, you know to what to what's going on. I mean, I I know he's not happy, but at the same time, I know he said he's not going to go like uh, right blow up. Either. He's not going to go blow. Right. So what do you expect to hear from him, Eric? I mean, what do you think he's going to say? I, I well, I mean, I, I first of all, I think he's going to certainly say he's disappointed with how things are going. Um, Is that going to be enough for you? Like, what, what do you want? You know, I I don't know. I'm gonna have to kind of take it as it comes. I think I I really don't know what I don't know enough about the guy other than how he handles his normal business. Uh, you know the way he goes about his his regular business to know. I mean, he, he the only thing I can see is this, and I've been telling a couple of my coworkers this that I I think the one thing that's really gonna bother him is knowing that his peers, in this case, the other owners are probably looking at him as a joke right now, given, you know, all the... See, I don't uh, think that that's the case. I think people are looking at the Mets like a colossal failure, but it has nothing to do with Steve Cohen. He's given... Well, he's associated with him, though. Oh, well, I mean, he owns owns him, but it's not his fault that the team sucks. He spent as much money as he possibly can. He's done all he could possibly do to help this team win and put them in a position to succeed. It's the guys that he's hiring that have not done that. Whether it's Epler, whether it's the players, whether it's Hefner, whether it's Buck, 
That's the issue. I mean, I I, I can't speak for everybody else. I, I look at Steve Cohen, uh, King Cohen. I mean, I, I love the guy. I, you can't ask for anything more from an owner. No, I, I I agree with that regard. And look, I mean, I I mean, I'm thrilled with that he he'll, he'll do what he has to to try to get him to succeed. But also, too, the people that he is bringing in there to do the job, you know, that they're supposed to do is a reflection of him to a certain extent. Now, I mean, you know, uh, the the problem too is his. I don't know what his baseball knowledge is. I mean, I know he's a fan, so that which is why he's always said he'll he'd rely on the the guys to help him. You know, they entrust them to make their proper decisions. But, you know, the thing is, and, of course, everyone's saying that, oh, well, you know, after the season, you know, the what's his name, David Stern, I believe is the mm-hmm. name. From, uh, you know, the, everyone seems to think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to grab him at the end of the, the season. I mean, but my, my worry is, you know, what if that doesn't happen? But that's, that's neither here nor there because it's, we're not at that point yet. But, you know, the fact of the matter is that something needs to be, I think at least said that what he's doing, that the resources have to be utilized better. I mean, if he comes out and says that, you know, basically putting everybody on notice and to some extent, you know, saying that at least, you know, it's on the players, it's on the manager, it's on the GM, you know, it's on, and, you know, however he's going to say it. Right. And again, I got to. No. Oh, I, I mean, uh, no, I get it. And, and as always, Eric, thank you for the call. I, I mean, look, Met fans want to hear from Steve Cohen. They just want some of their frustrations to be released. You know, like I said, last night was a refreshing game to watch, finally. Fans are angry. Fans are frustrated. They want to have those frustrations alleviated, at least for the moment. And that's why fans call for firings. It makes them feel better. That's why you want to hear from Steve Cohen. I just don't know what you expect to hear from him. Like, Marco, what do you think we're going to hear from him? He's not going to say anything. Yeah, he's going to be critical. He's going to be accountable. He's going to say this isn't accept- acceptable. Mm-hmm. This isn't what we, you know, I paid for. But this is not on him. He, he's going to hire the president, David Stearns, in the offseason. They need a president anyway, so that's going to, you know, that adds up. Which will be, you know, people get excited about that. But Epler's not going anywhere. Like, this is on Epler and Buck and the players. This is not on the owner. What's he supposed to say? No, and he's going to give you all the lip service that you want of the, I'm disappointed. Not to say that he's not, but he's going to tell you all the things that you want to hear minus what a lot of Met fans want, which is firings of either Epler or Buck or both. Uh, and making major changes and sweeping or through. Or Hefner and, or the coaches. Yeah, and all, and all that stuff. I mean, honestly, I don't know if any of that's going to do anything in the middle of a season anyway. And I'm not a big proponent of firing Buck Showalter regardless uh, for what this whole thing is. Because I don't think this is on Buck. I don't think he's helped. Right. But I don't think it's been on him. Uh, look, he's going to talk. He's going to give you what he, what he has to give you. Which is an owner standing up there and taking charge and making the conversation and basically telling you how frustrated, how angry, how disappointed, mm. all that stuff. And Steve Cohen will do a nice job in being the face in front of it. Did you see his tweet? Yeah. So what exactly did that mean? You're going to get it straight? Uh, uh, honestly, it's You're going to get it from me straight? Which is stupid because it's going to be the same thing that he tweeted the last time. They're going to they're not going to do the massive changes in the yeah, first may, Right, so maybe he just comes out and definitively says, look, these guys aren't getting fired. Yeah. That's, so, that's, end of story. That's, we're not going to get a whole lot out of it. It makes you feel good as a fan when your owner stands up there and you know takes the punches because the team has underperformed. 
but he's really not going to make major changes, and he's going to reiterate what we've been hearing out of Steve Cohen for the last few years. they got to build this thing from the ground up. They haven't done a good job in the minor league system, and they continue to build it, and if you think they're going to trade away all their minor league farm, they're not because that's what they need to do. That's why they're in this situation. You can't buy everything. You've got to have stability from the ground level, and they're still in the the infancy stage of that because they did a bad job of that for a really long time. I wish that we were getting a missive, like the Mets version of a George missive. But you're not. You're, I know. You're, you're I'm just, just saying. I, say, you know I wish. I wish. Yeah, but we... you say that. But really, do you really want you that? Do. You I don't. don't. I don't need him to say I'm going to fire everybody. I want to. The George missive. George had a way with the statement that made you love him as a fan. You don't like the Look. reactionary stuff. I get it. You're supposed to be level-headed. But the way that he would phrase those missives made you feel good. Didn't it? I mean, you're a Yankee no. fan. I used to love it. No. You didn't like we it? We wax poetic. No. I got to be, again, I feel like I'm the only one that was like, you didn't like living George? In George had a lot of problems. Am I the only one that lived through the Yankees where every manager was fired after three weeks? They got. They went through years where they had three to four managers in a season. Those missives were the greatest thing ever. They were a laughing stock. Oh, stop it! They the were. Yankees. They were not a laughing stock in the eight, late eighties into the nineties. They were not a laughing no, stock. No, I'm talking about the nineties, like uh, you know, mid nineties on. Yeah, because he got banned from baseball. Uh, I, but uh, but the missives, Marco, with with George releasing those missives, uh, Mike and the Mad Dog Show. Sal. Then nothing was better than that. So it, it was entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. It's nice. And it's, they won. We wax poetic. Uh, yeah, they won. That's why it mattered. That's what was good about those right. missives because they won. It had nothing to do with the missive. It had everything to do with George getting the hell no, out of the way. Oh no, no, the missives were great. Look, you know what I'm talking when about? When George right? was in his heyday, yeah. Again, I understand the late seventies. I didn't see those teams. I get it. The eighties teams that I watched. George, every year they had a different manager. They were unstable. They traded away every good farmhand, and they tried to buy their way out of it. They sucked. Right. They were a laughing stock. George was a mess with that team. Now he used his pockets. He always spent money. That was really nice. He also traded away guys like Ricky Henderson and then tried to sell you that Luis Polonia no, was going to be the it. next guy. I didn't say George is the greatest owner of all time. What I said was the missives were entertaining, and I loved to get that. And there was a way with the wording of it. That was succinct, it was to the point, and, and you I, just got the feeling like the boss isn't happy. And that makes fans feel good. And I really hope that Steve Cohen becomes Steinbrenner light, and you start firing managers every six months, and you continue to dwell in all the the garbage and all the crap that comes with it. You don't need to fire a manager to get the point across. Yeah. He could do it, and we'll see what he's going to say later on today. We'll find out. I'm you hoping it's, a, a, you know, a, an evolved version of George's missives. Go down the missive trail, and what you find is instability and dysfunction. Good Marco, luck with that. I'm talking about from the mid-'90s on. Pink Cadillac, Mike and the Dog, 96, 98, 99, 2000. Sal, they wanted to fire Tory in 98. Yeah. Ten games in. <laughs> I, I love that. They won a title uh, in 96. The wrong move, but... They went into the playoffs in 97. They wanted to fire him ten games in. I get it. They didn't want to bring back Buck. He hired Tory to be the manager, then turned around and went back to Buck and said, do you want to come back? You just hired Tory. <laughs> I'll make him a GM. <laughs> Yeah, you no, don't want to go down that road. You think you do. No, not you like don't. that. An evolved version of it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 